Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication. Tickets are on sale now, so for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Italian Wine Podcast, a Wine to Wine Business Forum 2021 media partner, is proud to present a series of sessions highlighting the key themes and ideas from the two-day event held on October the 18th and 19th. 2021. This hybrid edition of the Business Forum was jam-packed with the most informed speakers discussing some of the hottest topics in the wine industry today. For more information, please visit winetowine.net and tune in every Thursday at 2pm Central European Time for more episodes recorded during this latest edition of Wine to Wine Business Forum. Hi to everybody, I'm Alicia Lini. I represent uh, the fourth uh, generation of uh, an Italian winery based in Emilia Romagna. We produce uh, Lambrusco, Balsamic Vinegar and Metodo Classico. I've been invited here in order to introduce and moderate uh, um, this uh, um, business section. is about how fast our consumer and import trends in Romania is changing and I'm introducing you, Imre. Um, we'll explain the detail of the presentation. So. Okay, uh, sh- shortly on me. So I'm Imre Sakachorva. I'm a, a WSET diploma holder and uh, I run a local uh, WSET school in Romania. And I have a small import business, but it's not about wine. It's uh, some certain premium products to wineries. And um, I'm a chief counselor for a uh, wine importer who has the a wide array of uh, Italian wine selection, so that's the main reason for us, for, for me being here. Okay, so uh, good, so uh, how fast is changing? So that was the question, and uh, it depends on uh, on uh, the region and the quality of wines, of course, is, is very, very usual, nothing uncommon in on the Romanian market, so uh, import is increasing uh, steadily, but slowly. Um, so the import in Romania is uh, to Romania is all the time is roughly double like the export of the country into into other countries. Um, with this pandemic, the the wines from classic European regions uh, like um, first of all is Italy. All the time is number one. France and uh, and Spain are uh, stable and safe. So if you want to import wines, probably stability is there. Um, we have more and more educated consumers. So I told you I I have. I have the own, not, not, not the only WSET school, but there are the two schools there. So, uh, well, I'm, we are the oldest. And um, there are more, more thousands of people who already know what it means, um, international wines, how to put them into the context of quality, which I think it's, yeah, if it's very, very important. Yeah. Uh, sparkling and rosé is booming in Romania as well. So it's very, very important information, I guess. And uh, retail and online purchase. It's, it's very, very on, on the increase. So online is roughly, you will see 30, 35%. For premium wines, it's even 70%. Uh, 
while the retail is uh, is booming to probably sixty percent. Say many 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 producers had really really real problems. Mainly, we consider premium producers in, in Romania who were exclusively on the Horeca, and uh, they had really big problems with this pandemic region, uh, period. Uh, for certain products, the market is not mature yet. I'm going to tell you some some products which are not not ready yet. So some of them are already on the market. So it it would this would be kind of what not to import to Romania, not yet. Yeah, but I will have a slide on that one. And of course, there is a wide gap between the urban and uh, rural area consumption. So basically, there are three three four big cities in Romania who will absorb will soak up all the all the wine production. I mean, we are talking about the import part of it. I promise it never interrupt him. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't be so Italian and never interrupt him. But one of my first questions before when we have a follow-up was uh, um, which kind of Italian wine potentially uh, can go in uh, in terms of steel or sparkling? And I think uh, that in this light, you already answer in a way. Yes, in a way, so, so sparkling wine increase from Italy mainly is, uh, in the last two years, is increased 12.5% roughly, while Italian steel wine has increased in the last five years, last five years with 72%. Yeah, so they are, these are valid figures, so I'm not, you know, just, it's not from my stomach, so. I would say both of them, and 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 I'm I'm really curious seeing what is going on to happen into 2021 by the end of the years because I'm going to show you some some uh, some figures already on the first part of the of the years first half half years yes so we skip this one how big the country is and we go directly into consumption versus production um, it's a bit complicated but what you have to see is that. Starting from 2014, yeah, that was the line where consumption uh, was less than production. Yeah, so is the is the is is the is the uh, is the bottom line. Yeah, and it was 2017 basically when it changed. So we can we produce more than we consume, and Romania is there is only once in the last ten years when we had more than 5.1 um, million hectoliters. So basically, is tenth of Italy, yeah. But we produce more, uh, we consume more than we produce. Sorry, we produce more than we, we consume, but still there is place for for import wines. Yeah, that is very very interesting. Okay, so this is uh, import and export. You see, that's why I'm telling you how to memorize. If you need to memorize, you don't have to. But um, export is all the time. It's half of the import. So it's, we are talking about 30 million um, euros and, I mean, 70 million euros. It's 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 pretty, pretty, pretty low. Low. Absolutely. Seeing again, we talk about all the time about the potential of, of, uh, of the wines in the country. But we, if you have been here and probably attended some of the presentations already, what it means coming, coming from an Eastern European country and struggling your way through, Showing that it's your wines are worth the money, you know that everybody has the cheap image about the the Eastern European wines, yeah. And uh, I think though is is the is the role of the, the the country to to work on 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 this. It's not necessarily about producers, but I'm talking about the implication of the of the state of government to improve this uh, image on the on the on the uh, of the wine, yeah.
Okay, so this is import by country, 18 uh, and 19. As you could see, uh, Republic of Moldova, which is, uh, is just uh, in vicinity. It's very, very close to Romania, yeah, which would be a neighboring country. Italy has increased again. You see there is uh, 22, 23%, and uh, Republic of Moldova, 26%. We are talking about 2018, 19. France dropped that year. Spain is, is, is stable. Yeah, which is when you have a plus and a minus next to each other, it means that it's stable. And Germany uh, increased and Hungary and others. Yeah? If you have questions, you can ask me. <laughs> it's forbidden. Yeah. However, what, what dropped dramatically, and then that's a key issue, again, talking about in percentage 18 and 19, is you see that Bulgaria is more than 50% and uh, Australian wines, so mainly new world wines. Are un, 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 I'm saying unfortunately, because uh, I'm personally is a, a screw cap uh, friend uh, of, of wine, so... Uh, and you know probably that uh, most of the wines from Australia that, that come into the country are screw-capped. This can be one explanation. The UK dropped, which I would say it's a very key market for, 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 for each country in, uh, in Europe. Israel, yes, and the US market again, and dropped, and France dropped as well. Yeah. So this is a, a key message for, for those people. Imre, when yeah. we introduced to each other, you uh, told me that you are um, a person from education. Mm. Are younger people interested in uh, Romania to approach a wine? So there is this mentality, a part of uh, young uh, generations. Yes. So when we talk about youngsters at the age, let's say up to 22, 23, who just Basically, if it was in the USA, they would just start the drinking. But in Romania, the legal age is 18. Uh, they are interested in drinking, uh, mainly lower alcohol wines. This is what I observed. It's, we have something that is called spritzer from the Austrian tradition. So, so easy drinking, fresh, easy drinking wines with the soda. I mean, when I saw, I say soda, it means mineral water, not yeah. the American soda. That is a trend and low alcohol is very important. Less beer, less beer. What? But I could see, but the cocktail business is 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 in is in again. So gin is back and things like that. So cocktail is very very popular. Okay. Yeah. Thank. Um, okay. So this is what I, I showed you is 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 um, the data. The figure is you see import to Romania from 1920. Yes. So it was the first six months of 2019 and 20, and you see that 21 is already. I wouldn't say it's nearly the double, but it's it's increasing there. Yeah, yeah. Import by country again one year later. So we are in nineteen to twenty. You see again Italy is first now, and the Republic of Moldova the second. Pretty the same. So twenty four percent of the market from from import is is one quarter is Italy. Yeah. So Spain uh, Spain is back again. France is back again. Yeah. Germany is stable. Hungary is. Is, is dropped, yeah. So there are the, the largest minority in Romania. So roughly 1.3 million people are are Hungarian. So that could be an explanation if you if you don't know anything about the the, the country. That that's why you you find the Hungarian wines there so as well. Okay, so so what we have to be careful and and, and to look and uh, be alerted is that I, as I mentioned you, so Italy is on a constant increase. Yeah. So each last five years is more than 70 percent. So. Uh, I think it's, yeah, I would say it's easy to sell Italian wines, but it's not, of course, because I'm going to tell you about a bit about the, the, the sales channels. Yeah. Okay, so w what is increasing here, and um, from Italy to Romania, as you see that, 
even if they are not huge numbers, yeah, and we like to, to look behind the numbers. And what I like seeing here is that the geographical indication and PDO wines are, are somehow increasing. So it means we are moving up with the quality. Yeah, could be a lot more money involved here than financial because we are talking about 848,000 euros, so which basically compared to the international context is, is close to zero. However, what is important for me is the tendency of, 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 of drinking better wines. Yeah. And what dropped dramatically in the last year? So what increased is the sparkling wine again and the rosé. But what dropped dramatically from Italy is, is wines in containers between two liter and, and 10 liters. And uh, there is a classification which says simply two liters plus, which dropped 45%. And partially fermented must, which is usually 0 0.5 or 0 0.5, dec decrease drop with 60%. So again, which is a trend, again, which, which says is there is a step, a shift to quality. Quality. Yes, which is, I think it's great. What is not trendy yet, but should be there, and uh, uh, what is on the market, so ready to drink things but we have but the aromatized wines and seltzer uh, i i could see honestly two companies on the market from from romania who already started doing this canned wines already so domestic production domestic production okay. yes I, I could see that and only exclusively in retail or at the seaside and some some wine bars and and, and um, seaside establishments low alcohols and zero wine zero alcohol wines is not that trendy unfortunately yeah, so there is a kind of, I know it's a niche market and it's an international trend everywhere having this kind of things, but it's not present yet in Romania. And um, what we, we could see outside the kegged wines and things is, is missing or uh, the canned wines again. Screw cap is a big issue now because uh, I'm trying to convince uh, yeah. wine producers to use screw cap and they refuse because they say that the consumer rejects it. However, I know there's a, uh, there are six or seven wineries who are going to launch their, their rosé wines in um, screw cap uh, next next spring. When you say um, aromatized wine, uh, what do you mean in this list? So, uh, which so like a Chardonnay? Uh, no, no, which means a canned wine which contains the wine and aromas. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, light bottles, you know, alternative packages is nothing. Uh -huh. Nothing is changing, not yet. And and this bio classification and uh, and vegan wines. Some wineries, of course, uh, like Rekash Winery, which is very famous in uh, on the international market and the UK market, they will put on their labels if it's low sulfite, it's vegan, or if they have bio certified. So, roughly there are eight eight wineries which are bio certified, but there are more and more vineyards already which are bio certified. But not the wine yet. Okay. So there is. I wouldn't say that there is a trend. Don't misunderstand me. But there are more and more wineries which will have have biocertified vineyards. What is trendy is on the increase. I told you is the sparkling. Yeah, mainly the Charmat method, Prosecco, but traditional method as well. They're mainly champagne, or uh, I wouldn't say Cremant, but mainly champagne. Yeah, um, Petion, not too bad. So Petnat yeah. again, seven, eight. Winery is already producing this kind of stuff, rosé, spritzers, and the high-end wines. So they are very popular. This is what we just had a discussion before. We said yeah. it's not really something in between. So either we have entry levels, yeah, or we have the very, very high and uh, more, more 
I mean, bottles of more hundred euros, and uh, mainly in the capital city, so Bucharest, and uh, seaside lounges, nightclubs. They will absorb this kind of value, premium level wines. Um, I put there by the glass is very very trendy nowadays. So there are a lot of terraces there, and uh, it's very very dynamic. So if you have never been to Cluj Napoca or uh, Bucharest. Timisoara, my recommendation is to to visit it because everything is now is booming. Yeah, not now because you know probably the situation with the pandemic and COVID now in Romania is terrible. But but in the last three four years, more and more hundreds hundreds or not thousands of bars, wine bars opened in the country. So I think it's it's the right place uh, being there if you have not been yet. Online, I put it there. So I asked six seven retailers how i mean the online how they sell this is the the number the official number roughly is between 30 35% of the wines but mainly the entry and mid mid market level so up to 10 euros let's say 9 euro wines yeah and in case of very very expensive wines and premium you know or outstanding or top notch quality is 70% yeah so it's a huge increase there Okay, just have a, a quick look at uh, one of the companies in Romania who has a lot of wines. They have 800 labels, roughly, and the majority, they have a lot of vast portfolio of uh, Italian wines. And I put on the left, buy volume and buy value. So, Minuti, Cadefrate, you see the, the producer, and um, and you will realize what is, what it sells well, yeah? Greco, the two fours of them, yeah, Gavi, yes. Yerman is, is very, very popular as well. But if you see by the value, yeah, you will see some expensive wines there, some Super Toscan, so Ornelaya, Sassicaia, different vintages. So so they, they, they sell well. Yeah? Just, yeah? Nobody will give you this information. So that's why I struggled <laughs> I struggled hard to obtain this this things. I said it's it's not a secret. You don't have to give me, just give me the order. You don't have to give me numbers here. In fact, another question uh, could be, uh, there is a perception of a different uh, territory, like north, south, uh, uh, from Italy, middle, or Italy is, uh, the perception of Italy is um, uh, altogether uh, one country, or there is the perception... Uh, I, I would yeah is a historic question or or i mean uh, as tradition no no now 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 in terms yeah, of I, uh, wine selection i want uh, a wine from north uh, or i want a wine from south ah, yeah, i mean yeah 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 so yeah historically historically still i the, is the southern part of the country which the most famous region is the alomare famous for for wine uh, for red wines so historically historically is the most important it's even nowadays but People already know, and most educated people will you know, if you are coming from the north, yeah, you will have more acidity, lighter styles of wine. So yes. this is what is going yes. on now. Okay. Okay. So there is a differentiation in this one. A more educated consumer will realize that one. Yeah. Okay. So what, what is behind the label? And I think that is important. Yeah. Um, okay. There is, sorry, I'll go back here. There is a company who is... Uh, because I'm sorry if yes. I interrupt you. Um, yeah. It's uh, curious because uh, Tuscany, for example, is some um, a region that uh, sold uh, wine and sold Italy yes. around the Absolutely. world, and in this list uh, uh, is almost missing. If not, yeah, yes, uh, yes. it's not. A, yeah, yeah. It's a So it's curious. So you, uh, you can guess here okay. if, if you know Just the brands. If you know the brands, you know which is yeah. targeted towards yeah. the retail. 
the key accounts or which is targeted to the Horeca okay. or is, or is, okay. the, is the entree. Very business. interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Rivino.ra is a company responsible for wine tourism. Yeah. And um, they made um, a very interesting uh, research or market research. And uh, at the, you just you see at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. And I wanted to share with you some, some consumer habits and to see how it's, how it is going on in Romania. So 74% were made, 62, 60, 26 female. And I, the income is very, very important. So you have to understand the financial background of the country. So, um, the, the, the minimal wage is, uh, is around 260 euros. Yeah. So, and the mean, the mean, the mean, uh, the average is uh, roughly 600 or something. So if you know this one, you, you might think who is going to spend that much money on a wine. Yeah. Um, but it's increasing because if, you, if there are certain, certain segments, for example, if you're working in IT, it could be, I mean, uh, the sky, the limit, you know, the salary. So. Yeah. Okay, so look at the income of the people who asked who asked who answered the questions. Yeah, so twenty two percent have an income between three hundred and, and uh, uh, six hundred uh, euros, and the maximum is when people asked thirty six percent of the people will have an an income a monthly income of more than one one thousand two hundred euros, well, which can be three thousand euro five thousand euro. You don't know that one. Yeah, most of them work in the private sector. Yeah, white color it means for state. The other ones is self-employed and other. So the majority is is the private sector, as you could see there. So. Frequency, how often? This is a good question. As as we are wine professionals, so daily basis is only sixty seventy percent of the asked people. Most of the people, I mean, forty six percent is two three times they will serve or drink consume wine. Yeah, after that we have once a week and once a month. Are you enjoying this podcast? There's so much more high quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco, and other stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. How they how they decide on what to buy, what to purchase, and it says uh, international wineries, Romanian wineries. So this is this has increased in the last three four years. So people are turning turning to the Romanian brands and uh, Romanian grape varieties. Yeah, um, but we have I told you there is there is space for 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 uh, import as well. So international Romanian wineries and or both is. Which is more than forty-three percent. So it means they will purchase international wines and Romanian wines as well. I have a question. The Romanian uh, domestic production is more still or sparkling. It's still red wine. Still red wine. Still red wine. Yes. So this justify also the increasing for sparkling wine. Yes, the space to, to increase. There is this space. Yes. Okay. And this this give, uh, gives a, a good answer to to Italy as well. So why it is so popular having this? If you, if you look at the high end Tuscany wines, say Brunello Brunello de Montalcino is more popular 
and if you I take the most See, the not just segment, a, an international view like uh, yeah. as uh, everywhere like prosecco or yeah. something like that is also yeah. just because uh, from from the high end wines if I t- to talk yeah. about Tuscany say Brunello is more 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 popular than a Chianti Classico Riserva for example everybody wants to drink Brunello if not super super Tuscan okay wine packages as you see here is uh, is absolutely the bottle yeah you see seventy five percent or even 80% is they preferred purchasing wine, which is uh, the, 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 the package is, is bottled. Purchase from the source, yeah, where they purchased is, as you see online, it was, so we are at the beginning of 2020, so it was only 4%. Yes, and this year, we're talking about 30, 35% in one and a half years, something like that. Yeah, it's a huge increase there. Cellador, which is usually seven ten percent, now it's it was closed. Yeah, it has been closed in the last one and a half years, so you, you could not really visit wineries. Yeah. Yeah, so you could not buy from Cellador's. Specialized shops and specialized shops through the online, which was increased now highly, and the supermarket, which was forty, probably will be, which there was forty, probably now will be shift to sixty percent, roughly, in the future. Yeah, red wine, this is the answer. So what to import, what color, red, white, or, or rosé? Uh, you have the answer here. Yeah, pretty relative, so a lot of red wines. And, but rosé is increasing as well, so. And sparkling, I put sparkling there. It's not a color, but just to see where I would place that one. Dry, which is good news already. Yeah, so majority is, is, is going on, on dry wine. So we have, I, I was here with the Ukrainian presentation, so from people asking that. What kind of what style of wines are in there? So we are drying out, and that's a good good, good thing. Yeah, is the case it was with. I want to make a comparison between Romania and uh, and the Republic of Moldova. So they had the same export market during the communist time. Yeah, so it was Russia. They drink a bit sweeter. Uh, when the Russian put embargo on the Republic of Moldova, they were forced to dry out somehow and to import their wines to, to the West. Yeah. Romania was not forced, but still, we are, doing, we are drinking more and more yeah. and more dry and dry wines. And basically, what is on the shelf? Yeah, driving force behind purchasing is own consumption with blue. Yeah, gift is very very niche. Yeah, Prob- this will increase again with the online increase. So probably, I I'm speculating, but probably more and more people will will order a wine on, on online before Christmas, giving as a gift, as a to, gift to friends. Yeah. So for sure that this niche will will increase yeah and both yeah i mean you see own consumption and, and both is is more than more than 60 percent yeah do, do, here with these questions uh, uh, multiple answers were were allowed yeah so uh, that's why you have 40 40 30 percent and so when the price is you see is nearly 40 percent so when, when when somebody decides to purchase a wine so, which has the, the key criteria is, of course, many, many people, if you link it to the income, you see what I mean? Normally, they will look at the price of the wine. Yeah. The color is pretty high. The brand is very, very important. So, brand awareness is now now there, yes. Um, variety, ABV, 10%, yeah. Vintage, yeah. Country of origin is important. Label is not that much. Info on the label, yeah. More the more conscious people, I mean, they want to look at that one. Medals are important, but not that important. Recommendations and and pretty pretty high the event. Yeah, so where are there special events? Uh, it works. So for wineries, imagine there are roughly 
500 wineries, 525 wineries. So it's not that many. If you see the contest of Tuscany, how many producers are there? Or you look at Bordeaux. Romania is, is large as, as a viticultural area, yeah. but there are officially, officially there are 525 wineries, which out of which I would say 200 are not really, really important on the market. So it's a very, very small market producing a lot of wines. So that's why I'm telling you, Romania is, is pretty, pretty competitive in a way. Yeah. This could be an explanation. So do you think there is more attraction for Italian wine from small wineries or does it matter? They are attracted from uh, uh, artisan concept or they... Uh... They're changing de de depending on, again, if you took up the, the sales channel. So if you take the large companies who are going to place your wine into uh, retail, probably it's like Pinot Grigio's. Uh, it's probably the grape variety is more important. Yeah. Or now Primitivo is doing very, very well, or has been doing very, very well. But some, some, some uh, importers will, will stick to small family-run businesses. That is, this is a key issue. Okay. This is very, very important. Good point. And uh, if I see the list of the most famous and distributed wineries uh, uh, that you list before, they penetrate the market independently or um, they were supported uh, from the government, from uh, uh, local. Uh, so I'm a wine producer. Yeah. Uh, what I can do in order to approach and penetrate the Romanian market, uh, uh, considering that I'm a middle uh, uh, winery, family, yeah, uh, yeah. cuts. Two, two three thousand um... 200, 3,000 uh, bottles, 100 bottles per year, let's say, in this case. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I would, I'm with myself, I would, I would n never go around distributors. I, I would always, always work with somebody, even if it's a small or a large one, because you, you need one, because there have been, there are some companies there, distributor companies who have been around for 20 years already. So, uh, all the wine business started. So, so you, you, you have to work with them. However, there, there has been an increase of small producers, I mean, small organizations, small, organizations uh, small distributors who are on the market who can cover some, let's say, some restaurants. If you are in a small town, you are in a small town, you can do that one because you know the people personally. You know, you go there, you talk about the wine, you influence them. Um, yeah, Storytelling. Uh, Storytelling. Uh, yeah. but, but you don't will really have this wide coverage like the, 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 the big ones will have. Is it? Key thing here, I think, how much are people willing to pay? Yeah, price points. Yeah, and you see that nearly half, let's say, forty-three percent is between six and ten euro, yeah, and which is already considered premium segment, or in Romania, or I think even on the UK market, going to premium it already is eighteen percent, and seventeen percent is fifteen plus euro. But the limit is the sky again, and I told you about for very, very expensive, high, highly priced wines. Just to see a price segmentation in Romania from Rekash Winery, I told you it's very important for, for the country. So they cover 30, 32% of the, of the market in Romania, Rekash. There are three big players there. Even there are 500 wineries, there are three big players who will cover 60, 70%. But Rakash is, is, is a very, very nice and smart company because they have a very, very good branding and uh, it's a profitable business. It's a really, really profitable 
Rekash. So this is entry level, entry mid market. We are talking about in euros, just to see how it's going. Oh, mid market, upper mid market, entry premium, mid premium. Premium is already 16, 20 euros, or the super premium, which is 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 more than what, 100 rounds, which is local, yeah, currency, but 20 plus. We don't really have luxuriously priced Romanian wise. Let's say 50 euros plus. We have some exceptions, but. But this is this is the segmentation just to understand the market okay the target consumers just to see another winery which is called good boy yeah so they have begging box and they, they have their entry entry brand which is uh, crafted for senior citizens medium income by the glass jug wine in restaurants yeah it happens there why the an upper or mid let's say the mid position brand Let's say the Livia is youngsters, higher income consumer. Why they have a premium wines is already for mature market and for the entree, for the Horeca. And that's why they are selling roughly 40% in Horeca and 60% international key accounts, which is retailers in, uh, in Romania. Yeah, 55% bag in box, 5% bulk, 40% bottle. Yes. These are, these are key examples for you just to, just to understand how, what is going on there. Grape variety, I wanted to mention that Fetiasca Niagara, which is a local grape variety, is number one. And Cabernet Sauvignon is the second one. So roughly, if you want percentage, it's 20, 23, 24, both of them. Merlot is roughly 10, 11%. Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, other international grape varieties, and other indigenous grape varieties, which is roughly 10%. Each winery will produce Fetiasca Niagara. I mean, they try to produce Fetiasca Niagara. Even if it's a cooler climate or a moderate climate or a warm climate or is the wine is, the fruit is jammy. And I do think it's an amazing grape variety because sometimes it behaves between Pinot Noir and sometimes it's a kind of Syrah, mm. you know, sometimes it's a kind of Primitivo style. I mean, the jamminess depending on the, on, the, on the region where it comes from. But it is popular. It is very popular. If I'm thinking back of 20, 20 years ago, so... When the first premium brands appeared on the market, they tried with Fetiasca Negro, which did not work that well. So they, after they changed it, the percentage and said, okay, let's say 70% Cabernet Sauvignon, 20% Fetiasca Negro. And in 20 years now, I, I, I do think We that Fetiasca yeah. Negro is, is, is more, more important there than Cabernet Sauvignon and Mando. The problem with Fetiasca Negro is the only thing is that there are only roughly 3,500 hectares planted. Which is not that much, but yeah. probably will increase, but, but it's not that much to cover. Mainly to cover the people say, why don't you have an international great variety? I mean, why don't you have a great variety to step on the international market and say, well, if, if all the Fetiasca Niagara is, is soaked up internationally, I mean, internally, you, you, you don't have other great variety to come up with because nobody wants to drink a Romanian Merlot. I'm sure of that. Yeah. Okay. So takeaways about Romania. It's a dynamic and, but, painfully competitive market. We produce more wine than we consume, but don't forget there is all the time there is time for for for, for uh, a place for uh, import wines. Increase. Imports from Italy stable and increasing. That's very important. Big cities soak up the bulk of the wines. So uh, Bucharest, Cluj, Napoli, Cate, Mishora. Retail and online increase during the pandemic. Yeah, so retail might shift into 60% and uh, online can go there as well. The same same numbers probably. And the on-trade was hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. So, so the Horeca is, was, was destroyed in Romania. So uh, we have to know that one. Four, 400,000 people were involved in the business. 400,000. 400, and half of them were directly linked to the business. 
but I, I'm not sure that there are more than 100 now, 100,000 people left in the Horeca business. A business which dropped 39%, 40% in the first part of 2021. We don't know what is going on now because probably a lockdown is coming. So Horeca will be hit very, very hard. Okay, indigenous grape varieties like Fetiaski Negro are very popular. Consumers will get more and more educated. And still, we hope so. And, and it is so, yeah. So, and people are welcoming traditional but open to the new. Yeah, so that is very, very important. So it's an Eastern European country, Romania, which is the people are very, very welcoming. Yeah, so it's and it's safe to go there and you, you, you feel well. So, okay, so if you have questions now, I have a question about the uh, wine consumption in um, Romania. Do you have any number? Because uh, all numbers are different and there are legends that the consumption of the wine is very high. Do you have any number from the market? What I, is per capita consumption? I, I heard something today here. When, uh, I think it was the Ukrainian presentation when say four liters or something like that or 0.4 per capita. Yeah, it was very... Uh, Romania, I, as far as I know, is the o, OIV numbers. They did not publish last year, but before that one, it was 27 liters per person per capita. It's very similar to Hungary. Yeah, it's very similar and it's very high. Yes, absolutely. Very yes, 20, 27. Probably you know that. I don't know why. I checked the I checked the figures. The OIB. I did not. I could not find this information because two years ago it increased because it was around 20, 23, 27 per capita. Yeah. So it's it's pretty pretty high. So wine wine consumption is increasing. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. If you if you think, I'm not sure if it was the same in it in in Italy, but probably yes. In, I guess in the 90s. So the key issue there that still there are some regions that we produce their own wines. I mean, the people at home, they will have domestic wines, no, which you... is not fiscalized, you know. But any kind of events or special events, they will consume their own wines, and this 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 is still around there. We were sharing that also the domestic production influence uh, the the domestic consumption, but also open uh, the consumer to consume more wine because uh, we saw even around the world that this is the rules. Uh, you know, the country that produce wine consume more wine in a way. Yeah, it's a part of uh, the culture, so they represent probably their own domestic production, and this reflects on the on the internal consumption. There are a lot of wineries there. I mean, I mean, um, famous Italians, Sassicaia, and I have been around for many, many years. Gaia is there. Okay. But if you start now to penetrate the market, so that's what I'm telling you. So you, you need, you need a media, somebody in between, a buffer, than going directly to. Yeah. That is very, very important. I represent so, all the... Wine producer, not. I would like to know what are the most uh, popular, the main uh, Italian wine regions and grape varieties uh, popular in uh, Romania. Grape varieties. Yeah. Okay. And wine regions. Uh, yeah, I, wine I, regions. I've been thinking the answer for we, we take the three classic European countries: Spain, Italy, and France. Why is Italy so popular? There are many, many things, but if I take only the label and grape varieties, probably as Italy for us is simpler than France, because France seems to be very, very sophisticated with, with the label and appellation, the origin control. Okay. Uh, of course, the people are drinking Brunello de Montalcino, and educated people will know that is, is, is a Sangiovese behind. But in some, in some cases, they don't know what they are drinking. Uh, but, solution, uh, but the good thing is that you have wines like Pinot Grigio, which is a varietal label, which is very, very important for mainly for the retail. So 
imagine imagine uh, Pinot Grigio saying Venat. Uh, people would be very very difficult for people to decipher the origin of that. What is behind that? Primitivo and Puglia is very very trendy now. So there are I don't know if there are wine bars in Bucharest will not serve by the glass of Primitivo. So it's a must to have a Primitivo nowadays. Of course, what started and if I'm going back again, let's say 15 years. Yeah, what was number one is all the time was the Amarone. Everybody started there. Amarone, the Par- Barolo, and this style of wines. Yeah, but now more and more people, yeah, mainly medium income or novices to the to the business of wine, will 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 get Italy, either from I would say Pinot Grigio, or the other one is 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 absolutely is the Primitivo and Prosecco and Prosecco, of <laughs> course. Yeah, if you talk about sparkling wines, yeah. And what about organic wines? Is the the market? <laughs> Organic wines, yeah, I told you, I know what the situation is with that one because I did a research. So there are seven or eight wineries who are organically certified. But the the number of organic vineyards is increasing, yeah, but but few, few. So if I'm thinking hard, I can even tell you exactly what the hectare, how many hectares are organically certified. So it's, it's not, yes, new consumers will have this old, yeah, very, very conscious approach, looking at the label, what they are consuming, yeah? But it's all the time. Look at the income of the people, yeah? So if you look at the income and you say, wow, who are the people who permit to themselves to, to look at the label, buy more expensive food, let's say, because we start with the food when we talk about organic things, yeah? But I do, I do think that is, that, is, that is important. But it's, it's small amounts, yeah, so it's in baby shoes. So. There is a culture, the research about match Food and wine, wine and food. Uh, research, not, but 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 now is it, it's it's evident. It's ev- everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. So there are no there are no events where you, food is not served. There's at least some cold cuts, some yeah. salami and things like that. But and more and more people are going now in investment, and and we have a lot of TV shows have started recently. Have promoting this this mainly the food, and after the next to it, uh, uh, food and wine pairing. Do you have other questions? My email is there, so if you have other questions or, or you, for any reason you need really, really, really exact figures on the industry or things like that, I can help you with that one. So you don't have to struggle to Google and to ask yourself if is it true or not. Yeah. <laughs> I can help you with it anytime. So, so? No, no question with Lambrusco. Yeah. <laughs> I ask <laughs> by email. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you, uh, thank you, Imre, for you. you know the cool presentation and for the you, Romanian Alexa. potential. Yes. Thank you to everybody for being here. So thank have you. a nice, have a nice evening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, tickets are on sale now. So for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net.
guys, I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.